Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Daddy's back. What's going on, party people? How are you? It's uh, been an amazing week. It's Friday, so we are kicking off the Friday AMA. Every single Friday, ask me anything. I'm going to be taking questions from you from social media, from our client groups, from our coaching groups. I'm going to be covering topics that you want to hear about. So instead of me picking the topic every single time, I'd rather, once a week at least, take questions from you, make sure that what we're covering here on the podcast are things that you care about, and uh, we're going to have a variety of things. So the show will be a little longer today, which would be great. Uh, I'm going to run through the questions that we're going to be covering, so if you want to skip ahead and listen to the topics that you care about, here's a rundown of what we have. So the first question I cover is from my client, Ryan, who asked about how to combine martial art training and lifting how to schedule things so that you don't destroy your recovery and you're able to balance both. We'll talk about that first. Then we get into oat milk and almond milk. Which one is better? Had that question from a follower on Instagram. Then we're going to jump into a question from our insiders group, supplements for health and longevity. What do I recommend as a baseline for supplements when it comes to your health? And finally, we'll wrap it up from another question from our insiders coaching group, How to stay on top of your diet and training when you're traveling. Those are our four main questions. There will be some additional bonuses that I throw in there as we go along. But if you want to skip ahead, that is what we're talking about today. So I'm pumped that you are here. And before we get into today's show, I want to do something that I feel is necessary uh, and talk about it for a few minutes, but something that has been on my heart as I woke up this morning. And it's the fact that today is 9-11. And 19 years ago, I remember where I was, what I was doing, and the exact moment that I found out about the tragic events that took place in New York City. And I want to honor the brave men and women, the folks whose lives were taken way too soon, with a quick moment of silence to pay our respects to those who lost their lives in the tragedies that took place 19 years ago. Awesome. I appreciate you doing that with me this morning. I don't have the words or even the creativity to come up with a speech that could honor the people that lost their lives 19 years ago. But here's what I will say, and I woke up this morning with a, with a couple thoughts. One, we have it very good. Despite what you think about this country, despite what your political views might be, we have it great. And all across the world, there are people suffering in other countries. And there are people who face tragedies like 9-11 as threats all the time. I know this firsthand because I'm married to an amazing woman whose family is from Afghanistan. And they still have friends and family over in Afghanistan. And the threat of terrorism is something they face daily, weekly, monthly. 
it's always a thought in the back of their heads uh, for those who live back in Afghanistan. Suicide bombers. Terrorism. It happens frequently. And it's something that we as citizens of this country, I think we, we take for granted the safety and the security that we have here. Yes, we have faced some unprecedented times. Um, there's been some fear. There's been some chaos. Uh, there's been hatred. There's been a lot of things taking place in this country. And I'm not here to preach to you. I'm not here to talk about politics. Uh, I'll never do that on this show. You have my word on that. But what I will say is that all of us can take a moment today and be thankful for what we have. Because tomorrow is definitely not guaranteed for any of us. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you come from, there is no guarantees. And so take today to be thankful for the life that you have, the health, the opportunity, the safety, and the future that is so bright. And be sure to tell the people you love that you love them. Be sure to hug your kids. And just use today as a reminder for what's possible. Okay, so today, like I said, is a Q&A. It's the AMA, weekly AMA on Fridays. Um, so let's get into it. Let's jump into it. Uh, how to combine martial art training and lifting. So a couple things to consider here, right? Um, the workouts themselves, you know, the martial arts, if you're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, if you're doing boxing, karate, I mean, there's a lot of different things you could be doing out there. Uh, it's a different style of training. For sure. And it can be very taxing on the body. I know that uh, from firsthand experience, from doing boxing to doing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu recently to doing karate to doing a lot of different things, it, it can definitely hinder your ability to recover so that you're fresh for lifting weights. Now, the good news is what I suggest for most of our clients, lifting three to four times a week max for most people. That leaves you with the opportunity to have days in between your lifting sessions that could be utilized to train for other things like running or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But you have to be mindful of your body and how you're feeling. And what will really make a huge difference are two things. One, your sleep. Okay, If you are training... Every day, right? If let's say you lift one day, then you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu the next, and then you go back to lifting and so on and so forth. You're going to need to dial in your sleep. Sleep is where you really recover, to be honest with you. And most people don't get quality sleep. Most people go to bed late, wake up early. Most people don't set up their bedroom for success. They have a TV. They have video uh, screens everywhere. They have laptops, iPads, phones. They have windows that show a bunch of light that comes into the room. They have alarm clock that's brightening the room. The temperature is not set appropriately. And so I could do a whole podcast on sleep, and I will do another one. I've done one in the past. So if you go back and search through the archives, we have a podcast on sleep. But what I'll tell you is that your sleep is going to really be one of the biggest indicators of your ability to recover and be fresh for the workouts that you want to do. The other thing, of course, is going to be your nutrition. Um, when we talk about a pyramid of goals, and I've talked about this before, 
inside of our client groups, and I'll do a podcast on this, but there really are three main buckets when it comes to uh, fitness goals, and that is aesthetics, right? So one is aesthetics, that is looking better naked, basically. That's losing fat, building muscle, just looking good, right? Uh, The other bucket is health. Some people just need to get healthy, right? Eat better, move more, feel better, energy is better, hormones are better, cholesterol, all those things that go into your health, heart health, brain health. Um, Some people don't care necessarily about how they look as much as how they feel. The third bucket is performance, okay? And this is really what we're talking about right now. Performance is your ability to train and perform well in your chosen activities, And so what ends up happening is the more we chase one of these goals, the further away we move from the other two, okay? Now, I'm not sitting here saying you can't be healthy and look good naked and perform well. Just know that at the extreme levels, you will make sacrifices on the other two. So if you're extremely lean, you're probably not going to be able to perform as well and your health might not be optimized, because you're just so focused on getting lean. Same is true with health. You may not be as lean if you're so focused on your health because, let's face it, having a decent amount of fat is actually not a bad thing. And when I say decent, for guys, I mean somewhere between 10 and 15% body fat. Women, somewhere between 16 and 22% body fat, uh, which is still very lean, don't get me wrong. Uh, but you're not going to look like shredded cover model uh, and you're probably not going to be performing as much because you're not going to be eating as much for performance. So here's let's get to the bottom line here, brass tacks, right? So at the end of the day, if in this case your goal is to train with weights, look good naked, and perform in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, for example, just know that you may be average on all fronts uh, because you're going to be eating enough to support your training, which may mean you're not as big a caloric deficit, so you may not lose fat as fast. And your health might not be exactly where it needs to be because you are probably training a little bit more than your body can handle, okay? And so what we probably want to do here is go through phases where you pick up the training, you know, for maybe eight weeks, you're like, hey, I'm going to jiu-jitsu three times a week, lifting three times a week. But then for eight weeks after that, I'm going to cut back on the lifting to maybe twice a week, jiu-jitsu twice a week, give my body a little more time for recovery, go on walks more, get better sleep, that kind of thing, okay? Okay. The final thing I'll say on this too is that lifting is something that can translate really well when it comes to things like jiu-jitsu, but just know that things like boxing, you know, lifting and gaining a lot of muscle sometimes will hinder your ability to perform really well in things that require explosive movement, right? I'm not saying don't lift. I'm just saying be aware that there might be some sports-specific training that you want to incorporate to maximize your performance in your chosen sport. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu requires flexibility. Uh, It requires strength, grip strength especially, leg strength, uh, you know, but it is a very specific style of activity. So pay attention to how your body's feeling. Pay attention to how you're recovering. Pay attention to your energy levels. uh, Pay attention to your mental clarity. And if you start to feel really run down, give yourself some time off. Give yourself a day or two to recover, get better sleep, up your calories. Uh, but don't be aggressive with trying to lose tons of fat and perform at the top of your game. 
Uh, it's just not going to end up working out. You're going to have to choose one to have more of a focus on, and then the other two will kind of be at maintenance level, if that makes sense. So um, let's talk about question number two. Is oat milk better than almond milk? I don't know why I chuckled at oat milk. It just sounds funny. But uh, at the end of the day, a couple things to consider here, right? Quality of the ingredients inside of products is going to be a big one. So where these things are sourced from, if we're getting like steel cut oats that are, um, you know, sourced from an area that might be gluten free, like gluten free oats uh, versus, you know, almond milk that maybe maybe is made with almonds and there's fillers and there's sugar almonds that are not uh, from high quality sources. It really does depend on the quality of the ingredients and also how your body can handle those ingredients. Everyone's a little bit different when, with what they can handle, right? So if you're maybe gluten, uh, if your gluten tolerance is low, then you may struggle with products that contain gluten. If you have a, an allergic reaction to nuts, then you might struggle with the almond milk, right? Um, I don't think there is one that's better than the other. I will say that oat milk uh, is something I've been trying recently uh, just for fun, and it's been fine. Um, I'm not a big fan of oatmeal. I tend to feel bloated after I eat oatmeal, but oat milk doesn't tend to give me any kind of issues. Um, I've always had almond milk in my diet, and I've never really experienced anything uh, negative in terms of side effects. Um, I would just be you know, aware of the quality of the product that you're getting. Um, you want to do research on, hey, where is this source from? Is this company uh, legit? Do they care about their, you know, their quality? Um, and and go from there. You know, I wouldn't uh, buy any other products that have a bunch of added ingredients. You know, I would look at the ingredient list and make sure it's minimal. You know, three or four ingredients tops, and don't get products that have a ton of added sugar. Always go for the unsweetened products. Um, those are going to be much better for you. Lower calories, of course, um, without the, uh, the added sugar, you're going to be in a good spot because you just, at the end of the day, don't want to put your body in a state where it's got a, you know, getting an influx of calories and sugar from liquid calories, especially. Um, but yeah, just be aware of the quality. Um, I would say there is no better here. I would say it's probably an even split. Some people will enjoy oat milk better. Some people will enjoy almond milk better. Um, the calories are pretty similar. I know almond milk, unsweetened almond milk is very low calories. Um, unsweetened oat milk might have a little bit, you know, a little bit more calories because it's a carb, uh, carb source from the oats and things like that. So just be aware of those things. Read labels, get in the habit of taking a look at ingredient lists. If there's a bunch of added stuff, just shy away from it. That's generally my rule of thumb. But at the end of the day, remember, the most important thing is your calories. Second thing is protein and then quality of food. So get those three lined up. Quality of food, meaning eating healthy whole foods 80% of the time. Getting your calories in check. Making sure you're getting enough protein. And then carbs and fats will depend on your preference. All right, We talk about this all the time. So just make sure that those things are lined up. And then you can include things like oat milk or almond milk in your diet. No problem at all. All right, question number three. Supplements for health and longevity. So this is a big one uh, that gets asked a lot. And uh, my stance on supplements has always been this. They're supplements. They're there 
when you need to supplement, meaning you don't get enough from your natural food sources, you don't get enough from your diet, you don't get enough from the things you put in your body naturally. Or you might have naturally low levels of something that is required, like a certain vitamin or mineral, and you need to get more from a supplement. Supplements are not necessary for everybody because not everybody needs the same things. Typically, my go-tos when it comes to supplements are uh, multivitamin or a greens powder, Okay, something that I don't maybe don't get enough of, vegetables sometimes, I may not get enough veggies, so I supplement with a greens powder. The big one that I've been really, really digging into uh, the past few years has been vitamin D. Okay, Most people don't get enough sunlight, so our vitamin D levels tend to suffer. So that can bring on a whole host of issues. Uh, that can also hurt your immune system quite a bit. So supplementing with something like vitamin D3 could be very beneficial. Uh, there's also been studies that those with darker skin have naturally lower levels of vitamin D. So that might be a consideration if you have naturally darker complexion. This is something you can do your own research on, but vitamin D is probably one of the top supplements I recommend. Vitamin C is also another one that most people don't get enough of. Most people aren't eating enough foods that have vitamin C. So get your vitamin C levels up, especially during you know flu season, cold season. You want to make sure your body is getting enough vitamin C. Uh, in terms of other supplements for health and longevity, you know, th- the big thing here is taking a look at what your physical report says, meaning what your doctor says you're lacking. Okay. If you have full panel of blood work and you know, maybe you're lower on vitamin B, then taking some things that get those levels up to where they need to be up to par would be your best bet. Don't just blindly go to the supplement store, buy 20 supplements and take 20 things just because you read that some bodybuilder out there takes these things. Take things that are needed to get your levels to where they need to be. All right. Uh, That might mean taking creatine if you're trying to build muscle. Um, There's, you know, there might be supplementing with whey protein because you're not getting enough protein. Um, But just understand that it's an individual thing And not everyone's going to need the same list of supplements uh, depending on their goals, okay? All right, so question number four was how to travel and stay on top of your diet. One of the biggest issues that I actually had for a long time, I used to travel a lot uh, for work, for fun, and it seemed like every month I was out of town and in a new hotel somewhere trying to stay on top of my diet. So there's a couple things that I will recommend. Number one, you're going to, let's start with the workouts because the diet is actually rather simple, but we'll, we'll talk about the workout stuff first because I think this is where people really, really struggle. You know, hotel gyms oftentimes are just very lackluster. They, they suck, right? To be, to be frank, sometimes you'll get lucky and your hotel gym will just be insane. Usually it's a very nice hotel. Uh, but oftentimes the workout room is like a closet, right? It's got like a treadmill. It's got like a pair of dumbbells and you're just like, Dumbbells are like some random number, like 17-pound dumbbells. You're like, what? what is this, right? Like I said, though, sometimes you will get lucky, and the workout area will have you know, a cable station, maybe some medicine balls, uh, 
maybe a multiple pairs of dumbbells, maybe even a kettlebell or two. And you'll be like, wow, I got an opportunity to get a really great workout in. And I would say take full advantage of that. Of course, the thing with your workouts is that you're going to want to go into your travel schedule with a, a game plan, meaning you might bring your own equipment. Maybe you bring exercise bands, you bring jump rope and a TRX, right? All three of those are great, can be done and and used anywhere. Um, and so, the the big thing there is having preparation, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So have the tools with you already that you would use at worst case scenario, like bands, TRX, jump rope, okay? Because you can get an amazing workout with your body weight, with your with bands, with TRX, and a jump rope. And let's say that normally you like to go to the gym or train with weights, but you travel, you know, one week out of the month. Just build a schedule that says, hey, during that week, I'm going to travel and I'm going to work out with bands and body weight and TRX, okay? And just have workouts built for that specific week. Uh, if the hotel gym happens to have some great equipment, take advantage of it, right? Use the dumbbells, use the cables, use the pull-up bars, use the dip bars, use all that stuff if it's there. But if it's not there, don't get frustrated. Also understand you can bring those tools, those bands, TRX to the hotel gym and use it there in conjunction with what they have available, right? So if they have like light dumbbells and you're like, oh man, I can't can't really train that heavy, you know, my normal rep range because these dumbbells are too light. You could always add exercise bands as resistance with the dumbbells and, and then combine the two. And all of a sudden you have more resistance in a workout that's effective. But you want to have a toolbox, okay? That's the big thing with workouts. You want to have options in case things are just not up to par. With your diet, you know, a couple things. One, you're going to want to have your go-to meals at restaurants that you know are going to be calorie-friendly, that are going to contain high amounts of protein, and things you're going to be able to control. You're not going to want to go willy-nilly into a travel uh, week or, or day or whatever and, and just go, oh, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. You're going to want to have your go-tos because otherwise you are going to find that it's going to be really hard to control yourself, stay on top of your diet. Room service and restaurants, I mean, they're they're jam-packed with high-calorie items. Things that will quickly throw you off your game when it comes to your diet. So have your go-to meals, right? So like maybe it's, hey, I, every time I travel, I find a, you know, a restaurant that I, and I order a piece of salmon and some rice and I tell them to take it easy on the butter and, you know, you just have your your dinner meals that you normally order. Uh, when you're traveling for work and you have to go to work events, just be mindful that alcohol is you know, going to be added calories. So you want to account for that. And and you know, if you don't travel every week, maybe it's just like I said, once a month or every two weeks or something like that, you could schedule your higher calorie days to be during you know, times of travel. So like let's say you're like, hey, every two weeks I'm out of town, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then every three every two weeks those three days would be higher calories and you would just average out the extra calories over the other days to account for that. I would also encourage things like trying out intermittent fasting while you're traveling so that the morning hours are, you know, calorie free and then you have like a light lunch, maybe a light salad, uh, and then maybe a small protein snack mid-afternoon and then you have like a larger dinner so that you can have those calories saved up for later in the day when you're likely to have higher calorie options. Big thing with traveling is don't forget 
to stay on top of your water intake. I see a lot of people who travel, you know, oh, let me get my coffee. Let me get a soda. Like, you know, because they're out of town. It's just like a, a habit. And next thing you know, they're not getting enough water. Their appetite gets out of control. They have a headache. They feel like crap. And then, of course, that leads to overeating because you feel like crap. So you want to eat something that's crappy. And then that leads to feeling like crap. And then you don't want to work out the next day. And it's a vicious cycle because you're out of town. You're out of your routine. Totally been there, done that. So stay on top of the little things. Water. Um, Make sure you get out and do some activity. At worst case scenario, if the hotel has nothing and you're in a rush, just go for a walk. Right, get active. Go, go, get some movement in. That'll help tremendously. Um, those are the big tips that I have when it comes to traveling and staying on top of your game. All right. So that wraps up our Q and A for today. The AMA, the weekly AMA. If you haven't already, go make sure you check out our brand new website, thetruetransformation.com. It's been redesigned. We are going to be uploading some high quality articles, uh, but we have digital courses. We have our coaching program there. So if you want to go check that out, it's thetruetransformation.com. If you haven't already joined our Facebook coaching community, it's free to join. Um, it's the, the group's name on Facebook is Lose Fat and Get Lean, The Sustainable Healthy Way, True Transformation. And the link is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash true fit group. And I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Uh, that's it for me. I hope you guys had an amazing week. Take time today to be thankful for what you have, who, the, who's in your life, the people you love, the moments that will never get back, and uh, have a moment of silence today if you haven't already for the brave men and women who lost their lives on 9-11. I'm Josiah Novak, author of Diet Suck, owner of thetruetransformation.com, head coach inside of the Lean Body Lifestyle Program. I will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Peace. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.